0: What's up, SOSers? What up, players? What up, saucers? So we're back. Um, this we're back. episode, <laughs> we're back. I don't know if you know this, but we're yeah. back. We've been back for a long time. <laughs> Always will be back. I don't know what. I don't know. Where I'm going. <laughs> Let's
1: restart oh, No, no no it's good it's good it's good um we have a fun episode today we have actor christopher watson here christopher michael watson and he is he's so talented he's in so many fun projects yeah um, a lot going this, on a lot going on this hulu show uh reasonable doubt uh produced by carrie washington this movie Gaslight with julia roberts tyler perry all the kings all the queens men um, and you're, he's also an, a really successful voiceover actor. We met doing a uh, video game, uh, Archangel. And he's done so many cool things. We've done Walking Dead together. And he was a really big uh, part, major, something. I wanted to ask him in the interview. But that's fine. In Resident Evil, a huge, huge game. So he's so accomplished and so talented and so sweet. And we got him on to talk about his journey.
0: And Yeah, this is a really beautiful conversation and if you are an artist it doesn't you don't have to be an actor musician if you do any form of creativity as a hobby as a career mm-hmm. or anything or you're this interested com- in it yeah, yeah. this conversation one, is yeah. really cool because it, we just get into how you blend how different forms of creativity and art inform other aspects of you know what you might do or what you might be interested in kind of like fueling yourself by practicing your other hobbies your other facets of your craft. So it's mm-hmm. a good one. Yep. So without further ado, here's Chris.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Chris,
0: for being here. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you so much for
2: asking me. It's a pleasure to, uh, to see you again and listen, to meet you for the first time, Molly.
0: You as well. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm always like, we've been doing this for, I guess, two years. And I'm always just like, oh my god! People want to spend their people are shocked that people People take the time. Yeah.
2: (laughs) See, I, I, you know, I like to do my homework, so I went back and listened to I think Alexa Cordry. It was your.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's
2: fantastic. I learned so much from her, and she is great. And just the vulnerability, vulnerability that you both uh, expressed on the podcast. It was just, uh, it was really touching.
0: And uh, thank you. Great stuff. So thank you. Thank you. Oh,
1: of course. Oh, my God. I mean, we uh, we are very lucky that we have guests that are dope and like (laughs) that, like we want to talk to. So honestly, it's just a testament to them and and to you for for being here and talking with us. Um, Before we get started, uh, we want to know what your SOS moment is. I know there's a billion in our lives, but anything that kind of like stick out?
2: Well, uh, relating more so to my career, I've had uh, a, a certain SOS moment happen uh, more than once. And uh, yeah. for me, that has been, I've been like replaced sometimes in the, like the day before shooting.
0: On- oh, <laughs> no, that's my worst.
2: As, that will erode. Yeah, your are confidence <laughs> sometimes. And uh,
0: when that happens, do they, because I don't, I don't act at all. So I don't know anything, but do they tell you why? or is it just
2: really not really usually (laughs) this this last moment that it happened and this was maybe last year it wasn't that long ago it was for a commercial which i i understand you know is very uh looks based it's very you know what they're going for but i guess they had a changing of um they had a changing of creative uh direction i think they said or they brought on someone new like the day before yeah
1: they
2: they asked me if i wanted to be a, a backup instead of the instead of the lead which i had booked and uh <laughs> those those type of things, especially when there's been a drought, especially when you
1: right like I know hadn't
2: been working for a long time, and actually this first happened to me in college. I went to uh, I went to Florida State University, and there was a great film school there, and I had done a few projects with them, but one in particular was the first. I I had I had done like it was like this heavy makeup thing, and they were, and they didn't tell me. I like showed up to the, the premiere thing and it replaced me completely with all
1: No. Like,
2: and again, it was a looks thing. I was supposed to be this 80-year-old like wizard, but it's still, it's like, I have that. I, I can play. I have that range. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, a lot of it is, uh, I mean, a lot of this industry in particular is just having to sit down with your ego and um, really just check it and just understand mm-hmm. that there, there are millions of people trying to do what you want to do. And yeah you get close you know it's uh you should you should practice gratitude yeah
0: mm. oh that is such a good thing to remind yourself that's and a, yeah <laughs> that's a better thing to have in your head than brandy's almost doesn't count because that goes through my head when it happened <laughs> just like I, it doesn't matter because I didn't do it
2: there's something that's different to me about just not booking it and you're like okay but then you right. it and then they take it away from you
0: yes
2: that, that, it feels like a different. Level of a uh, betrayal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it does feel personal. Like there's some, you already chose me. So then a specific thing about me. Right.
2: There is something you don't like about me. Yeah,
0: exactly. I, yeah.
2: Yeah. It's specifically.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, that sounds like a yeah. very fun SOS moment in the sense that it just keeps coming up, you know, so it's going to keep. you.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it happens a lot, whether it's like the night before commercial uh-huh. or like a pilot, you know, that just doesn't get picked up and you think that that's like your anyway. Um, (laughs) but to, to backtrack, I know you said you went to Florida state, but where did you grow up? Um, first.
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia originally. Oh Uh, yeah. Southern boy. I got a lot of country roots. Um, for better and worse. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I've spent a majority of my life in the South, except for, yeah, these last, uh, 10 years I've been out here in California. Yeah.
1: Mm. Oh, wow. So then you went to, uh, Florida state and then you came out here, right?
2: Yeah. I got my BFA in acting from Florida state university school of theater. Uh, well actually then I went nice. back home to Atlanta and I worked, uh, regionally doing some theater, uh, the yeah. Shakespeare festival the Alliance theater, which is one of the, Oh big, yeah. southeastern Yeah. It's one of the bigger <laughs> southeastern theaters down there. That, that was our home theater. And, um, I did some commercial work, uh, some TV work out there. And then like after about three, four years, yeah, I punched my ticket to LA, man.
1: <laughs> That's nice. so interesting. Um, that I was going to, cause I was going to ask cause Atlanta has such a, a bustling like little Hollywood going on. I mean, like, especially, I mean, it was different but then years it ago. Didn't,
0: right. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was <clears throat> the thing.
2: They were still booking the, the lead roles, even a, any talking role. It was coming from LA. And then, yeah, sometimes they were letting like local talent in, but like, I knew a lot of, like, theater, like, staples in Atlanta, like, people who had been mm-hmm. there for since I was a child, and I watched them on theater, and they're, mm-hmm. they they can't catch a break. They can't get work there because it's just so saturated. Yeah. I think they still just don't trust the pool of talent sometimes. Though. That's
0: the thing. It seems like, um, well, in recent years, I've noticed just from my friends who are acting and working, it's like a lot is happening in Atlanta, but they're being, like you said, they're being booked out here and flown to They're filming in Atlanta. And so it's like the castings happening out here and the actors are coming from here. I don't know if that's still the case, but I noticed that a lot where everyone's like on location in Atlanta, but it's like, okay, you're not casting there though.
2: Yeah. That literally just happened to me. I just went home about uh, two months ago, for about a week and a half to do some work. And, uh, you know, I don't think I would have gotten that role. I might've booked something out there, but I don't think I would have mm-hmm. gotten a role that large being in Atlanta. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, that's interesting too. Like, I. I feel like it, it has to be because it's just cheaper to to be making stuff out there because like the permits and shit. In LA yeah, it's is like just filming in Canada. Intense. It's, like, um,
2: it's wide open down there, and the and the state is receptive to it. The state it brings a lot of money to them. So there's mm-hmm. yeah. The last time I went there, it's it's bustling. You're right. There's there's I I worked on the Tyler Perry um studio and it, oh nice. yeah, literally just it's can't imagine how expansive it is like there's there's no studio in hollywood that even has the the room to be as big as yeah. he's built like he has two replicas of the white house on there he has i know
1: two? i saw yeah i saw that on youtube
2: working <laughs> neighborhoods like water wow Valley where he houses his actors like it's very it's 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 he mind-
0: houses his actors it's like a farm <laughs> like it's a like barn. the truman show it's like the true <laughs> like, right? like, yeah <laughs> yeah wow Wow, that's crazy. The, the
2: cost of living in the South, in general, is much, much cheaper than out Oh country. my gosh,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but what, what was acting like always your passion? Did you want to go and get and major in acting from the get-go? Like,
2: that's that's one of the more seminal moments of my life that I can remember. Is I since a child, yes, I've wanted to be an actor. I, I remember my very first role was uh, the troll under the bridge and the three little billy goats. Uh,
0: yes, oh, that's a really, that's, that's a, a significant, significant role. It is, you know? it
2: is. It was very difficult for me, very far from my uh, myself. And
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I was terrified, I, I, I'll never forget. I, I was like in kindergarten, I was very young and uh, oh. I had this bright orange wig on and um, I was just, ter- I had like, I had to run out there and do like two or three things and then run back off. And I did that a few times and I was just, I remember being petrified and then I stepped <laughs> out there and I did my thing, and the audience just erupted. And I, I was
0: <laughs> addicted.
2: Oh, this is it. This is it. <laughs> I, okay, waiting. They
0: love me. That's it. that's true. That's exactly what happened
1: to me. I was like six years old. I was in my sister's play, and it was at "Bye Bye Birdie." It was a musical, and I was just like a little townsperson. And I, I, I just remember being like, "This is it. This is what I'm doing forever." You just, just know, I
2: think you know. I, I, yeah. Sometimes you, you're, you're lucky in life where things strike you, and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. "This is me. This is who I, I am," or at
0: least a the- Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so when you moved to Atlanta and you started your career there. Basically, and um, and then eventually LA. But like, what were your first impressions of the industry?
2: Um, it was, uh, you know, what I kind of <laughs> I kind of had a false a false sense when I first started. Uh, when I got back to the city, I found uh, an agency, a great agency that was working with me and wanted to work with me, one of the bigger ones down there. And uh, I I booked a commercial my first week. The first week, they wow, nice national commercialist. So I was like, oh. I'll just book a commercial a month. Uh, yeah, well, it's easy. This is this is how it goes. This is what I expected. I come out here, <laughs> dude. See my diploma. I'm great. Okay, okay. And it was not that. I booked that one commercial, and then like, for like a year or two, or mm-hmm. two maybe nothing, absolutely nothing. And then uh, but I I always did theater. I mean, I always had a um a, a penchant for TV and film, but theater was what I was uh, trained in and raised in. So that's really what I flocked to and what I had the most work in. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just starting up out there, yeah. In
0: Atlanta, know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, have you read The Alchemist?
2: Oh yes, yes.
0: Read? So there was of I course. just reread it recently, and um, and the guy, The Alchemist, I guess was was talking about how when you have your purpose in life, your personal legend, or the thing you're meant to do, um, you will oftentimes re- uh, receive beginner's luck to start and then years or you know he just said like a long expanse of time where your struggle kicks in but beginner's luck is basically the universe validating that you're doing the right thing and it gives you like a taste of what you're like wow oh what it feels like and then cuz that happened to me when i moved out to la with music too i was like inst- i was like already linked up with one of my favorite artist managers and like going to the grammy recording an album. i was like oh this is how it, oh like within like 6 months of being here and then you know, that, that fell apart. But it's like I rereading that book like a month ago, I was like, That's interesting because it does it's basically like a little nod of like, yes, this is what you're meant to do. And we're going to give you a taste of what it feels like. And then you're going to have to work harder for it, you know? Yeah. yeah.
2: And I, you know what? Sometimes I think it's okay if you come to the realization that it's not your thing.
0: Right. Um, right.
2: Or you just want to put it down for a little while. Yeah. But we're such expansive people. I think sometimes we can definitely pigeonhole ourselves. But um, mm. I really like that idea. I think because uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it does. It, it really tests you to be like, at least for me, for myself, my, my, my thought on acting and in this industry and in this career is that it, it is a marathon. It is not something that I ever right. expected or, or that I even still expect some grand fame and riches and fortune from. I love what I do. I love creating mm-hmm. characters. I love being mm-hmm. on set. I love, I love theater. I wish there was more theater out here, but yeah, that indeed. can, that can limit um, other opportunities. But um, yeah, this is not a, this is not a fair weather thing for me. This is not something that, uh, that, that, whether it's going good or bad, I'm floundering on like this is this is it for me. This is who I am, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I truly feel anyone with that uh, that frame of mind they 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 will they will make they will find what is meant for them.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. did, yeah. What, did you ever consider? Um, obviously you did, but like why why didn't you go to New York for theater? If uh, why L A. over New York?
2: You know, that was another special moment in my life growing up uh, in, in college specifically uh, studying theater. It was kind of taboo to say, Mm you know, I want to do film. I want to do television. Like it was, it was frowned upon almost.
0: Yeah. Oh, you
2: want to do like microwave stuff. Okay. That's right. right. And I remember one day in class, uh, one of my, one of my classmates, he just like, we were talking about our, our aspirations and he just straight up said, I want to do film. I want to do TV and TV. It was the first time i heard someone like express it out loud and to be like mm-hmm. yeah that's I the dream <laughs> yeah yeah like that and not be ashamed about it to be like why is there shame on that like it's
0: it's just like there's certain like um there's certain areas of industries that kind of like hold the monopoly on like well we're the intelligent actors Ooh, yeah it's like like yeah, jazz musicians yeah, yeah. it's like well we're the intelligent musicians like this jazz Yeah, solo. we really it, know the artistry like, of it, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. It seems, I mean, obviously I'm not an actor, so I kind of want your guys' input. I, I know that there's, and like classical music versus, you know, there's things like that, but you're all just different fingers of the same hand, but certain fingers think they're better than other fingers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's <laughs> really interesting. I didn't know that about Holly. you. So there's jazz snobs. That's really
0: interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but like, is that what it was kind of like, what you're describing of like, to say you wanted to do film and TV? It was like, oh, you want to go Hollywood, essentially, and not the real craft, serious craft?
2: Yeah, yeah. And it took it took people having their own courage to be like, no, you know, I'm very interested in this. And uh, it was an interesting time because the everything was changing. Like, when I graduated, not to age myself, but the, like the iPhone, that <laughs> just came out. So Thanks. like it was the first year that I, yeah. so everything was changing. And like, uh, we were, I was a child of TV. Like I was raised, I was a latchkey kid. As they say, my parents worked a lot mm-hmm. and I was left alone and I watched a lot of film and TV and that's how, that's what shaped a lot of my things for better, for worse and things I've had to go back and, you know, uh, <laughs> correct for myself. But, um, it was, it was always an aspiration for me and specifically coming from where I came from. It was, it was, it was my silent it was my silent ticket out of, I I didn't come from the best Mm. um, neighborhood or the, I I had a great family, great family, but where Mm -hmm. I was, was just a little dangerous. It was a little dangerous. And I, I grew up in fear a lot as a child. And and this dream for me was my way out. It was really my ticket Mm. out and uh, it was an escapism for me.
0: Yeah. So
2: it's, it's, it's always acting has always been there for me. It's not something that I really look for, like to serve me, like it, it helps me out to exercise things.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And a Safe Haven for me. Yeah.
1: I love it's that. In- interesting. I-, I wonder if you can relate to this too, when it comes to theater, um, because I, I got my BFA too and I'm from the East coast. So I-, I had all theater training before coming out here and, and I love theater so much, but I think the thing about it for me was <clears throat> you don't make money doing it it's really hard to make money in theater and it's like you will have um, your soul fed from it but not necessarily your stomach because you can't afford anything mm. um, especially in New York which is like I mean LA is expensive don't get me wrong to live in but New York is just another level
2: and yeah I, uh, I guess I didn't choose New York also I, I can't handle the cold I just can't do it mm. uh, nope. I'm not nope. a cold person so I just yeah, knew neither. I was make it it was going to be harder than I wanted my life to be <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah 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 um so what were your first gigs besides that like national commercial and I share that too we have a very similar story I my first year I, I booked a national AT&T <laughs> commercial and then nothing for years I was like what the fuck
2: <laughs> I've always just been a real I mean not to you know over it, but like I, I've hustled a lot at this at, mm-hmm. at this game like even in Atlanta like uh I was, any opportunities that I felt I could use to sharpen myself as an actor or um, mm-hmm. I, I started to learn the importance of networking. It's something I still, did. I don't feel like I quite got in Atlanta. I was still very like, my art mm-hmm. should speak for itself and people will see. Yeah. And, you know, you get over that, but um, yeah, I, I did. No like,
0: one's going to see. Yeah. I <laughs> going to see
2: you, bro. You better get <laughs> out here. You better, you want to see, you better see, wave your hands.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs>
2: But any opportunities that I felt were interesting, and that was the thing, it, it, it connected me with such a great community of people. I did this um, web series. When web series were first like getting started and yeah. popping, Like I think Issa Rae was, like her Awkward Black Girl mm. uh, series was at the height of its popularity. So mm-hmm. uh, this, this great um, creator, uh, writer that I know in Atlanta, I think he's actually moved now, but his name is Jay Ali, and he had this concept for a, um, a web series called Black and Single, and it, it it was something that he just he created in his head. It was like a comedic kind of love series that would uh, each episode would focus one one on the on the um, the male protagonist, and one on the female protagonist, and I was the male protagonist. And it was just this great time. And he would write things, and the like. The city really got behind it, and we got like
0: mm.
1: hundreds
2: of thousands of views. And it was like,
1: wow, it, wow. It,
2: it, I, I from that I saw the importance of making your own work because. At, yes. at that time, none none of us were getting the work that we wanted. Even though, as you were saying, there were things happening in Atlanta, it was a, there was a wall. You weren't
0: getting yeah. it, awkward.
2: so we made our own stuff. And that that to me just showed the um, the 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 gusto that you have to have to make it in this industry. You have to make your own.
0: Yeah, and it's also empowering I, in a way. I mean, too, because you're like, I mean, it, like you said, it's both because it shows you like, well, you really have to work hard. But if you do, you can create your own opportunities.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and just the importance of you have to have an artistic community, man. It's something that I've come to yeah. just really believe. Uh, you know, that's why I think people with writing partners succeed. You, you, mm-hmm. it's, this is a collaborative effort. And um, the, the more you collaborate with good, like minded people, I think uh, great work comes about.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And I'm 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 just learning that now because I I've I've been in that kind of headspace of just like ah fuck networking like <laughs> I hate it like there's so many things that you have to remember and to do and like a, a, you know how to use your social media in the way that it makes sense and uh, but um but well, I, I, I was would... <laughs> is
2: a burden for you like is it something that uh, you is a necessary evil you feel
1: no well. I don't know. I compartmentalize it. You know, I, I feel like I don't uh, put a lot of pressure on myself, but then I'll end up putting pressure on myself for not putting enough pressure on it. If that makes sense. Like I I try and make it as authentic to me as possible, but, but you'll know, like there are actors like more hardcore than we are. We like, we show our, our, our projects on our, 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 our um, Instagram and stuff like that. But there are actors that are even more hardcore. Like they'll just post their stats. Like these are how many callbacks I had for this year, like it is like a hardcore actor's Instagram. Um, And I-
0: What does that actually do for you in the industry? If you're posting that on your Instagram? Well, I I mean, I guess
1: it can show how hungry you are, how much you hustle, how much you take it seriously. If you're looking for representation or if casting directors are like, well, this girl's gonna work, or this guy's gonna work. Like, okay, Mm. Um, possibly, right?
2: Um, I think that's the overall goal for people is to say, hey, look, I'm working keep me working
1: yeah 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 like look how many callbacks this is how wanted I am right <laughs> uh.
2: And I think also there's there's a quote from Stella Adler uh, from her book that to me I think encapsulizes a lot of things in life but she says an actor uh, goes to class and does all these things in order to build the confidence they need to, to act she was uh, she was mm. basically saying that we all basically have it in us to do the things that we want to do we lack confidence so i think a lot of times and including myself i think yeah i post those things to build confidence in myself and my brand and mm. uh, mm-hmm. and, and people's trust yeah. and belief in me and uh but like you said i try to do it in an authentic way uh because mm-hmm. it, it is this is an industry at the end of the day and if you want to be a part of it you do have to play it. it's a game man you have to it's play a game. As like, part of it you do
0: it's like putting a a resume together that's kind of, that's what social media is for a lot of for creatives so it's like. And when you're writing a traditional resume, by the time you finish it, you're like, wow, I have done, I am really knowledgeable about like, you kind of like write yourself, you, you put it all down, you look at it and you're like, kind of boosts you up just to see it all compiled. And I get, and that's kind of what social media is for creative. So what you're saying, like it kind of, it lifts you up to see it all in one place and look at like, and you know, maybe have more appreciation and gratitude for what you've done so far. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I want to kind of, Talk about, like, our connection and how we met, which was my first voiceover gig. It was a video game called Archangel. Um, And I learned that was your first voiceover gig as well.
2: Absolutely. Honestly, even (laughs) in the audition, I had no idea what it was or that it was a video game. Uh,
1: No, because the audition was, like... Live action, would, which makes sense, I guess, because it was mocap and usually
2: stuff. still you would have a camera in the room at least. At least for me, I remember. I don't really remember there being a camera. I think Tom.
1: No, there was no camera. Were you in like a trailer as well for the audition? It
2: was in a building. Tra- it was in a building somewhere. I, th- I think I was in a, some trailer. I, no, I've, I've had trailer auditions now. They're legit. Yeah, I'm yeah, just, yeah,
1: just yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> But you had Tom there, Tom Keegan, who was the director. Amazing, amazing. Guy.
1: Tom wasn't there for me. Really no uh it was just the casting casting director well,
0: that's great well
1: like, i'm stick thinking this girl in the
0: trailer over there
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know it was very interesting it was it was a trailer maybe he was there for the callback i can't even okay. remember maybe the callback
2: see i don't remember the callback i know there was one i i just remember that i know he kept wanting to. He was like, uh, he was like, I see on your resume you've done Shakespeare. He was like, so this is Shakespeare. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, I can do that. Yes, uh, yeah, yes. And he, and he and he, we just connected off of that because Tom is a a huge theater guy, and uh, yeah. he's one of those directors mm. like he would he would have us warm up before do you remember those like we would do little mm-hmm, his little mm-hmm. warm-ups and that's not something you run into a lot out here like you have to be a very self-sufficient actor I found in la uh, uh, the theater or somewhere where you know you you come together and you rehearse a lot of times and you mm-hmm. you warm up together out here it's like are you ready okay go
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: if you're not they you know they don't care they don't care
1: but. yeah yeah and what was also cool about that we've done voiceover work like after that but that was such a cool first experience because I know because the other actors that were with us, they were like, this like never happens. Like we were, we were all together in the same room for our first day, for our first day, which was so cool. And the, and an actual studio, which for voiceover, it's that's kind of rare because it's just you in the booth and like, you just read your lines, you do your ABC, you know, like, and Mm -hmm. you move on. Um, But this was cool. And I think this is why Tom's so great is that he liked our theater background um, so much. And he liked that live energy that happens when you're collaborating and performing with your co-stars.
0: It's such a different energy in this. Yeah. In the studio with like even music, a lot of times people just record their parts and send it in. And then you just the the engineer puts it together. But it's like if you're in there playing together, it's different.
2: I was gonna ask about that yeah musically so it, it mm-hmm. would seem so like if you're having a jam session it has to be it has to feel more yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah way more and you play off each other's energy but it's funny because all this all the time you know there's major collaborations major artists you know like oh rihanna and so and so did this song and like <laughs> people assume they picture them like recording the song together no it's like rihanna sent this in from london and then the guy's engineer like you know
2: just plugged them just into like, like
0: yeah the, the exactly yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's um, a different vibe. So when you
1: were, um, you know, doing the mocap and and all that stuff and 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 doing the work, um, how how was what was your first experience of of doing all that?
2: Man, it was. I, just, I remember on the first day I was running a little late. That's what I remember. I remember trying to were you gun it there. Yeah, I think I made it on time. But I was like, because I, I, I live in Glendale and it was like in Santa Monica and it was just a very long oh, drive gosh. for me. I'm
1: in Glendale now. Yeah. I, I okay. can't. I
2: don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it can be a trek going down to the, uh, to the airport, but, uh, it was magical for me. I mean, growing up, I, again, I, I was into a lot of escapism as a child. I watched a lot of TV. I watched a lot of movies and Same. I played a lot of video games. And that was something that Same. kept me, se- uh, yeah, it kept me safe inside, you know? <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I would, uh, I was always a gamer and, uh, and I, I wanted, I had dreams. I had aspirations on of, of doing voice, voiceover and video game work. I'd done voiceover work, but never video games. And I always thought that was something that I was like, Oh, maybe if I ever get enough credits under my belt and someone, you know, thinks I'm somebody, maybe I can get in a video game. So it honestly was a dream for me that I thought would happen That's so cool. maybe years down the line. So after doing that audition with Tom and then getting it and then realizing it was, first of all, it was uh skydance interactive's first video game. Um, which to
1: me. Shout out. I love them. I love Nico. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh my. And the people, the people we met, there, just the most gracious and uh, talk about collaborative and and I know they all work in separate spaces, but when they work as a team, it was just, Mm. it was one of the the most, like, I don't know, just heartfelt environments that I had been in. And and Tom was such an actors director like he knew how to yeah. get you where where he wanted you or to at least get you to play and um mm. so that experience was great doing all the the T poses and having the suit on and uh <laughs> so
1: fun. It was Yeah, hey, I remember doing the mocap with you. It was so funny. <laughs> what like, is the, what? what's mocap? Uh, okay, so mo- uh, mocap is motion capture. So the game that we did and we did, you did walking dead did you do the the Mocap for that, too.
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, I've done Resident Evil 2, 3.
1: And- yeah, oh, we'll talk about that for sure. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so basically, you're in this like suit, uh, this like, um, it looks like a scuba suit almost, With, like the points of
0: motion and the green, yeah. Screens. So you have mm-hmm.
1: like little, like, tags, I guess we would call yeah. them. Like,
2: yeah, I was gonna say those little, little balls, the little balls, yeah, the
1: little balls, little, yes, balls, yeah, you would have them all over and then they would use that for the animation side. Yeah, so yeah. they were re- they were capturing all that. So that was just so f- fun and weird.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing where technology has come, how far it's come. It was amazing to be a part of.
0: Yeah. So what was it like after after booking Resident Evil and then realizing what a staple it was becoming? Like,
1: like Resident Evil's a thing. <laughs>
2: that to me was my first like oh wow this is something of of substance that i've actually done or or, or at least with a fan base that was so mm, first yes. um because i'm a fan of things so i know what it's like when something comes out and and that was like a not a fear but you want people to like it you know because this is so right. dear to them and these are like diehard fans and so yeah and, and you have no idea how it's going because the process lasts for so long like i think they made resident evil over five years and i was a part of like maybe the last two and a half and, uh, yeah, okay. and that, you know, they would call you in like maybe, you know, once a month or then, or a, a skip a month and then you come in for a week. And so you were getting bits and pieces of the story. And what was so amazing though, about that is that even from Archangel, the technology had, at least they had the technology there. to where after we acted, I they, they had it on the the, the screen, like how it would look oh, wow. like it was already rendered out. Really- oh my god oh, wow. that's so cool. Yeah, it was really trippy to see and uh, and I'm sure you remember this like they would you have to use so much imagination because you're just in a in a, in a giant empty warehouse that they call a volume. The space is just a, a, a giant empty space called a volume. And they have basically mm-hmm. these like uh uh, uh craftsmen there who will build things for you if you need like mm-hmm. if there's a wall that they need to build an or just... obstacle or like
0: something to put mm-hmm. your foot on yeah inch
2: they'll just be like oh give us like one minute and you hear them like pop 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 just using a hammer <laughs> and then bench and you're like wow okay let's go <laughs> and so it is it is like theater in that way to where you're all you have to worry about is the acting and being in the moment and um you can you can you can have such small moments too sometimes because of how detailed the the uh the machinery is it's a uh, it's really trippy it's a really trippy way of uh,
1: acting mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh god that's so cool and you were talking about the fan base of it all like you've done um conferences you'd call them right like um
2: yeah yeah
1: conventions conventions thank you conferences <laughs> it was
2: interesting too because by the time the conventions really started to happen like covid kind of came around so they were
1: mm. virtual,
2: man. It was that was the really unfortunate part about it. But um we did get to go like before everything locked down, like we were nominated for Game of the Year at the Video Game Awards wow. to go to that. And it was that was just such a blast. Like I think Steph Curry showed up. I think Green Bay <laughs> performed. It was like it was just this what? amazing so show. Cool. It was so random. But uh yeah, I felt so blessed to get that opportunity. And and like you said, the the fans I started also, like I said, I was already a gamer. So when the game came out, I just started to start streaming it. And, um, the, th- just a, a huge fan base flocked and really started supporting me. And like, they're literal friends to this day now. <laughs> like I write them on yeah. Twitter and they, they reach out to me. And, um, so it's, it's been That's an tough. amazing community and I, I don't take it for granted at all. Yeah.
1: Do you, I mean, after all that success, like, and you do, you know, on camera stuff too, like, uh but I feel like, do you, do you have, um, I don't know, a certain like place in your heart for voiceover? Like, is that something you want to? Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I, to me, that would be like, if I could lock that down as like my money making job, I would love to do that. I, I, you know, I, I have like kind of my home studio set up, but I would love to have an actual booth and, uh, all the recording Mm -hmm. equipment, but, uh, i've always loved voiceover i would love to do um animation as well like uh you know mm-hmm. up to you know oh my like, gosh that'd be so cool, cool. And pixar, like pixar
0: yeah. and yeah 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 yeah, exactly that stuff so. that's so fun i feel like for um voiceover acting that's kind of like the golden that's like the magic spot because you can still go to the grocery store and not be bothered but you can be like raking in the dough like so much oh, and just like stacking so <laughs> but you know one knows your face so you're just like you don't have to deal with and you don't yeah. have to, you
2: don't have to put on you don't have to go through the hair and makeup chair you don't have to use right it right 6 30 in a.m. your pajamas
1: right. and you get you have your tea get in the booth oh mm-hmm. my god it is Gio, it's, is that
2: something you found has uh what? have you continued doing voiceover
1: yeah yeah um I did more stuff with Skydance, and it's so funny because um, I didn't know what part I was in Walking Dead because I, I don't know if you had the same experience, but, like, I did a little bit in, like, I forget what year, and then a couple years later, I did more. Did you do this? Yeah, I, I don't know. It was, like, they had, like, a gap
2: it was kind of, a, mine was kind of, uh, I, I played one character and so they had me do his stuff and then I did like yeah. some background stuff. So you yes. hear you hear me being like the little, you like the guy, the henchman in the back sometimes. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and that was cool. Cause that was, did you do face cap for that? Cause like I, the other ones, I didn't do the face one.
2: You know, thinking back, I'm not sure I did do mocap. Once you asked me that, I was like, did I do mocap for that one? I think I might've just done VO for um, the walking dead. I think they already had the. The, the mocap for that, so I was just in the in the studio, I think, for that one, yeah. But you, did, it was
1: you did the- really bizarre because I didn't do well. I think I, I think I was in the full suit, but I don't think they were because I wasn't in a warehouse. It was just in the room in the in the booth, but they had cameras and it was just my face.
2: Okay, that's real.
1: Cool. Um, so that was a different experience, and um, yeah, <laughs> that was weird because it was just all face, and you're just doing all these weird things.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but. But I I was like recently trying to find because I was working on my VO reel and I was trying to find bits from Walking Dead to add to it and uh, our characters kill each other and no matter how you play
2: who who did you play oh okay
1: <laughs> her name's Teresa she's o- she's only involved in your scenes uh. in your character's scene so like you're the guy I don't know I forget what guy like you were like a yeah, like I'm. You were like, not. You were like, I we got to kill this guy. I don't know. You're like, you like, you had to.
2: The guy killed my son, or something like that. Yeah.
1: And I didn't know. I knew you were in it, but I didn't know who you played. And then as soon as the part came up, I was like, Oh, it's Chris. <laughs> I have to <laughs>
2: play that part now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I'm just like one of your henchmen, basically. Okay. But um, on the on the Wikipedia <laughs> for Walking Dead, um. We are on there, and it's like, how does our characters die? It's like, either my character kills you or your character kills me.
2: Really? Which <laughs> is funny. no idea. I've never checked the wiki, the wiki things. I have to go look that up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you, you got to look it up. It's so fun. But um, wh- I, voiceover is just so fun. I, I've learned that I think that's where I really want to end up. Um, I just love the freedom of it. I love... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the freedom of it <laughs> is the best way I can describe it because I, I love not having to worry about how I look like and especially as an actor or even just like as an actress, aging is such a, um, it's a thing in, in our industry, right? It's like-
2: i this white hair
1: that is- here. <laughs> Oh, I color. I've been coloring for years, so I feel like I love not
0: Alyssa, having to wear the person who's gonna look like fifteen until you're like eighty five.
1: <laughs> nah, man. All right.
2: Well you've got the genes. You got the genetics.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> the gene but, like, we both do. We both do. I, but like, still, I, I, I mean, I, I just love not having to worry about that, and and you can do whatever, and you can have so much range uh you know in voiceover work because you can be little kids you can be an old, you can be an old wizard you can be you know, this or that and and not have to worry about what you look like
2: podcasts are really taking off i mean yeah you're kind of a f- yeah mm-hmm. with this aspect of your life and uh now they have those i don't know if you've heard of them like these narrative podcasts that they're they're kind of creating yeah. tv shows
1: so out of. I, so i that's what i'm working on now actually like uh, i i i yeah. So like I said before, I was like, I, I just started like, I'm like, I gotta write. I, I've i never been, um, confident in myself as a writer, but I just started with some friends writing a narrative podcast, like an audio drama.
2: That's amazing. That's good. Cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's in baby stages, but it's like, it's so fun. It's like now I, to have control over your, um, your artist's life is just absolutely amazing.
2: <laughs> I think writing, uh, just to speak on that for a little bit, I, I as a yeah, writer, I think writing in my in my in my most recent years has been the biggest thing to help me access um, a lot of parts of myself. I think mm-hmm. every artist, regardless of the medium, and and I feel this way about all all mediums of art. I think if you paint, you can relate things from painting to singing. I think if you sing, you can relate yeah. things mm-hmm. from singing. That I, I agree they're all parts of the same uh, like facet and coin. And so when I write, I I feel like it not only connects me more to myself emotionally and as a, as an artist, but it allows me that when I, when I'm reading someone else's text, I feel like it allows me as a writer to be like, okay, what were they trying to achieve in this moment? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
2: You know, what is happening here? Factually, what is happening here emotionally? Like it, it just, it adds another layer of, um, of just perception to your, to your, to Mm -hmm. your craft. So I think, I think writing is very pivotal for an actor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I I mean, I'm sure you can relate to as a singer, Molly, you know what I mean? Like writing your own stuff. Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) I, I would feel so disjointed from my craft as a singer if I didn't write my own music. Well, I know a lot of people don't regularly for me, that's just like ingrained and that's, I have, that's how everything started for me all mm-hmm. together at the same time, like writing and singing and all this, but, but yeah, it, I do notice also with other art forms. Well, like in these interviews, for example, I'm not acting, but a lot of what you guys are saying, I've already like related to music twice or something. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's like this. Cause the cra- the craft, no matter what your craft is the process of the craft has, you follow the same kind of like pathways, I think. And so whether you're acting or you're like, even when I'm, Photography is one of my biggest hobbies, and so, and when I'm editing photos and using Lightroom and doing all these things, like, bring up the shadows and the brightness and the noise and the contrast, it's like sound engineering, and it's very mm-hmm. much just like, oh, like, this is a really sharp, like, this hi-hat is really sharp and crisp, and this kick is really rounded and, like, boomy, so you need, like, both of, it's the same, like, <laughs> visuals and audio, and so, yeah, the more, I think the more we expand other areas of our creativity, the. It, it really just like brings up the vibrancy and everything else we're doing.
2: I, I, I want to ask as a writer, uh, a music writer, do you write for other people as well? Or
0: You know what? I haven't. And that is one of my big career goals. That's like one of the things I've started even like saying out loud this year and thinking like, cause I write, writing is one of my favorite parts of the process. And there's a lot of stuff that I write that I just don't use for myself, you know? And I, I write, poetry too i've kept a journal my whole life i read i'm the biggest book nerd so i'm just like words are everything to me so i that's a huge goal of mine i want to write i want to get my songs with some major artists and i really want to do that Mm -hmm. i
2: see i've always found that aspect of of music very similar to acting because I, i would find it difficult if i am a writer for myself to try to right in the voice of someone else. I'm not sure if that's always the goal. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you just want to disguise your voice enough and give it to them. Or is it like learning them? And then, you know, a
0: lot of times what it is, is uh, there's so many different approaches. Cause um, a lot of times you just, you write a song and then you pitch it to artists and then they select it. So it's not even like, but if you're aiming for a certain artist, of course, then there's like, you might choose a subject matter or the most I've done, I haven't. It wasn't writing a full song for someone else, but it was writing over. So my friend is a rapper. He made a beat, and he was like, "I'm." He had a like two lines for a hook in his head, and told me the concept of the song, like it's about being in a long distance relationship and it's kind of falling apart. And imagine like just being on opposite sides of the planet from one another. And then he just had me write the song. So I wrote the verses and the whole song, and that was the mm-hmm. first time I'd even had had someone like hand me. So he handed me the concept, and a specific concept, but I still got to use my way of, like, I felt like I was writing a song for myself because I was just like, okay, I'm writing about this. That was a new exercise, though, because I I hadn't... It was like, okay, writing about being, you know, on opposite sides of the planet with someone I'm in love with. I haven't done that, so it's... But it was a, an exercise, but it wasn't too structured where I was, like, felt like I had to... Okay, how would this person say this, you know? Or, And then there's things like, um, you guys know... So when I very first heard uh, Rihanna's song, um, Shine Bright Like a Diamond, I was like, when I first heard it, I was like, this is, do you guys know the artist Sia? Sia, yeah. Oh, I I love her. I've loved Me her too. voice for so long. And I was like, this, this is Sia. This sounds like Sia. And I thought it was her, it was a brand new song. And then they were like, oh, it's Rihanna's it a new one. And I was like, what? So then I Googled it when I got, obviously I believed them, but I Googled it and I was like... And Sia it's wrote Sia. the song. <laughs> yeah. wow. Sia wrote the song. And then I met, I served her at the restaurant Alyssa and I worked, worked at. Uh, I met Sia, or I served her and I was talking to her. Somehow that came up and I was like, when I first heard that song, I thought it was you. And she's like, you know what? My manager played me the song after she recorded it. And I thought it was me. I said, no, play me Rihanna's version. And, <laughs> and, and it was like, but what happens oftentimes, because she just sang the demo. She was a songwriter in that instance. So you sing the song you write. And if an artist gets it and they're moved by it because of how you sang it, they will oftentimes, like, emulate how you sang it. Because that's what Rihanna was was doing because she kind of was like, oh, this, she emulated the tones and everything of Sia. So there's, like, a lot of different ways. that like, You don't necessarily, yeah. you're not put in a box of, like, I have to do it like this person or, yeah, I don't
2: know. Yeah. I think they call it, is it a reference track usually?
0: Yeah, yeah, reference track, demo, but... Um, and then you know there are obviously times there's people that sing demos that they're really not singers. See as a singer, of course. So like, you know, then the artist could take it. She could take it and make it her own or whatever. But yeah, yeah it's interesting know. process.
2: I'm I'm always but, blown away by musicians and singers. It's one of those um, mm-hmm, talents mm-hmm. to me where you can't you can't fake it. You know, like you. <laughs> can't, you, you, you when
1: the ours is like just faking it. Yeah,
2: I, I feel like I, I fake it a lot of times.
0: I yeah. don't know though, you Both guys, the amount of artists that are like. Auto-tuned and studio, there's studio well, singers. Yeah. You can't fake live. You can't fake doing it live. True. So it's probably that. I mean, you can't really fake acting. How do you yeah. fake <laughs> acting?
2: I think you can <laughs> phone it right. in. I think there's certain, there's certain you know, uh, tropes and things that you can do to phone it in if yeah. you're doing it all the time, which yeah, it's impossible, I guess, to feel it. I, I, I think more so in theater, it's harder to recreate every night something. I think it's easier because right. mm. you're kind of just doing a one-shot kind of deal. But, you're
0: right. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, it's 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 you can phone it in. I think absolutely as an It's
0: act. funny because like as a you say that about musicians, but that's how I feel about actors. But it's because we know our crafts, so it's like no, I'm like, what are you? A lot of people are out there on the radio that can't really sing, like they're faking yeah. it all the time. But you and you guys are like, oh well, there's no, there's ways to phone it in. And I'm like, how you're you're yeah. acting? Yeah, but I know did want to ask, kind of going back, we're talking about podcasts um, as a medium, and so check it. I wanted to ask you like what inspires you have a podcast and kind of go into that with us. And what inspired that?
2: Sure. Yeah. Again, this was, um, during a time where I, I, I wasn't working acting wise as much as I wanted to. And the pandemic was in full swing and I was just in my house and, um, I was already, I was already streaming at that time. Like I said, I started streaming, uh, uh, resident evil 2 when it came out and that was going really well. I was on Twitch with that. Um, but I, 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 I do, I consume so many things because I, I love movies. I'm a real cinephile. I love TV. Mm-hmm. I love films. I love a good storyline. I love a documentary. Mm-hmm. I, I was just consuming all of this content and I had no one to really talk about it with sometimes. And so I was like, man, let me find some outlet for this. And so I, uh, I came up with this idea of just, you know, a little short, um, uh, entertaining takes on things that I was into or. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't have to be recent it was just things over time that i felt really moved me or um mm-hmm. i, I want and
1: it's like under five minutes right
2: usually yeah yeah they, i tried to keep them very short i think yeah. like i started to get them maybe up to nine or ten minutes there was one where i did like four different documentaries so that one might be a little lengthy but um yeah. it started really garnering some things like this one show that i i um i focused on called um um uh, mr Mister, uh, mr Mister in between which was on fx um, mm. I, I was watching it and I was really digging it and I and it was coming to an end and I was like, you know what, let me do a little show on this. And I did it and the director actually reached out to me and he was like, Hey man, I listened no to way. your podcast and I really appreciated all the love. And his it was actually um
0: Wow. Oh,
2: see, now I, I feel horrible. He's uh I'll have to I have I have to look up his name, but um he was actually going to be directing this other project that I'm in uh called Gaslit, which is coming out on Stars um and he He's had so to actually bow out, out on it yeah yeah and so i i was we made connections off that but it was just amazing to see like this little show that literally like maybe yeah like dozens of, of views on youtube maybe like if you if you just i think I, and i do believe in that i think if you if you point your energy um in in ways it, it garners things man it like you yeah. said if you keep it as you said alyssa i think if you keep everything genuine like I wasn't doing this because I I thought maybe I could get him. Like, I just genuinely... Of
0: course, yeah.
2: You know? And um, Mm -hmm. so that's really how I move a lot of times in my life. I I, I trust my gut. I trust my instinct. And uh, I move Mm -hmm. off that a lot of times. Yeah. That's
1: That's, amazing. And even another podcast with your wife right who's also an actor
2: Yeah, her name is joy brunson we're actually not married but uh um,
1: oh, oh girlfriend girlfriend girlfriend.
2: yeah yeah no no worries and, uh, she's <laughs> she's, uh, she's done so much more than i have it's just she's i i would call her a success i'm sure she <laughs> she would be more humble about it but yeah she and she also has a school called the joy of acting that she started like she's oh, wow. just a very ambitious person and um so yeah we have a a, a podcast called stream the quarantine again born out of our bored our in 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 the uh in the in the quarantine and it just gave us something to do it gave us something to own as you all know with this this great pop yeah
1: yeah that was just definitely us
2: and i would love to hear that journey as well like how did this come about for you all
1: yeah this was before the Covid, like we were like, let's just do this because we 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 uh, talk all the time and we were just like talking to, about so many different
0: things and and then I got fired from our job that we were working at together <laughs> oh, and then and I, I was like, true. I, what are you I doing have a now?
2: Fire story too. I, we, I <laughs> could talk about that for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, it was basically just like, let's just do this. You know, who fucking cares if no one listens? Let's just mm. you know do what we do anyway and have fun with it and expand. Um, uh our minds i guess like you try know? to create like, a community yeah yeah and then the pandemic happened and then we we're like oh this is not yeah. how we planned this like we didn't know this is just going to be a zoom thing <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it kind of worked out because we, we we thought we were just going to have to do local mm-hmm. interviews but now like we're like wait yeah let's just Reach out to whoever, wherever in the world. An set mm-hmm.
2: setup now is great. Like you know, virtually. I that's how I've been booking right. a lot of my stuff too nowadays. Like honestly, I I, yeah. I, I don't want to go back at the room.
1: Neither do I. That's I what the list. Either it's so funny, especially for
2: <laughs> commercials. Like I do not want to drive forty minutes for oh my god, and no, oh that's awful.
1: I know. We just did an interview uh, with an, an actor, Joe um who's next week so listen up uh, SOSers that'll be next week's episode um but he was he misses being in the room and there's there's a lot of actors that are like that it's like
0: you're the Our on friend one, like, our friend Milan told me the same thing he's like but it's but people who I've heard say that are like extremely extroverted and very like animated and and I don't know if if you are that way but like Milan is and Joe was yeah. saying he is too so it's like they really rely on that, like, like connecting that way. Whereas not every, it's like, everyone has a different way to connect to people. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really, I, I find I I would, I, I, of course, I would love to be in the room for things like television roles, bigger dialogue things. Mm -hmm. I think that energy matters, but.
0: hundred percent Commercials though.
2: Yeah. And it's not a lack of respect for commercials. Commercials are amazing. They, they pay great. The people Mm -hmm. on them are fantastic and uh, I want to do commercials, but. Just the amount of effort I felt I was putting in before and what I was getting out of it just was,
0: Mm. it wasn't worth it. I didn't even think about Mm -hmm. that. Like you're driving, you drive 40 minutes and like take a half day off work or whatever you're Mm. doing and then read one line and then. If you're, you're even doing that,
1: it. like, most of the time they're just like, um, what's your favorite, you know, season? And, like, what do you like to do during the summer? <laughs> what? I like to go swimming. Okay, thank you. And, you know what I mean? That's it. And you go home. And that's that's the audition. You're like, I took off a of work face.
2: <laughs> yeah, really? It can it can feel really abusive of your time as an it actor. It really yeah. does. They try to make you feel like, well, this is your – it's an opportunity, so you could oh, – And I I think the the pandemic has really forced a lot of people to take a look at that and say, like, should I uh, be susceptible to that? Should I uh, Mm -hmm. make myself go through that? And I, I, for one, don't think that uh, that is worth uh, my effort and time. uh, uh, Yeah. 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 Especially for
1: commercials that are so quick. You know what I mean? It's like. You can get it from a self tape and a call and a Zoom callback. You can definitely gauge.
2: That's like I've show, I've I just had horror stories showing up in places and Same. there's no parking and then there's something shooting yep. so I can't walk through there. I've got to walk yes. around. Oh,
1: I've had yeah. yes. And then they're yep. not
2: ready. I show up, they're not here, and it's like when do I get to say no, bro?
1: This is right. like, yeah. cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. not cool. Yeah, and I I had I had almost gotten fired so many times for being late because I'm coming from auditions or callbacks like i've just been uh, you know really <laughs> yeah i don't know I, I i don't know how i wasn't but I, I i don't know it's like i'm working in the service industry like you should understand that this is i'm in this industry because of the flexibility hopefully but again uh, i don't know some people give you more grace than others when it comes to lateness and i don't know it's so hard um, and I, I never want to go back
2: yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's hard work. It's respectable work, man. Uh, but I, I, I had some very menial physical labor jobs when I first got out here. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I can't go back to that. No. It's yeah, water, once,
0: once you step away, it's like, I can never, I can never, go. <laughs> but it's not like an eat, like I'm above that. I could never, it's like, no, my spirit would actually just like dissolve. If I had to go back into
2: that, (laughs) you don't understand.
0: Um, (laughs) Um, But yeah, were you gonna? I was was gonna uh, ask. What what are your um, what are some of your biggest career goals for yourself moving forward?
2: Uh, Let's see. Again, just being vulnerable, vulnerable, being open. Mm -hmm. I I I want to do I want to do film. That has Mm -hmm. always been my goal. Um, Mm -hmm. I love um just i love living with the character and, and that's the thing with tv i think tv is a great form of entertainment and a great form uh a great thing to watch like i love watching tv as well but as far as an actor it feels like there's no i i love a arc i love mm-hmm. a com- the completion of an arc like
1: to, oh yeah yeah as
2: a theater kid and as just a a, a student of writing like that to me is a complete story. I feel like mm-hmm. TV is meant to keep you watching if it's a procedural or something along. Right. The
1: way. Yeah. Not necessarily. There's an end in sight, an arc in sight for your character. You exactly. like, and you can go build those ride.
2: in. Right. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Uh, with TV and film, I they've just always felt to me so so dynamic and so visceral, and so mm-hmm. that's that's my ultimate goal. I, I want to do like and, and not like huge, it doesn't have to be huge blockbusters, but like even small indies. I just wanted, uh, meaningful work, man. I, I, -hmm. I, and and that includes things that I want to write myself. That's another aspect of that, of that question. Um, I, I want to make my own work. I've been working on this one script in particular, um, uh, about, about an astronaut. Um, and, uh, it's 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 the it's a real story of one of the Challenger astronauts who who, who died and he just lived a magnificent life. And,
0: wow! Wow!
2: And um, I so I've been I've been writing what's his name, uh, kind of about that uh Mays, um, uh, William Mays and um,
0: that's so cool. I love I love true stories. I love learning about true stories through through biopics. That's, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. They're 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 it's. I I love uh biopics. I think those can be done very well. So that's that's something I've been writing and um mm-hmm.
0: That's But awesome. that's
2: that's kind of my ultimate goal. I would love to have a production, a production house uh, eventually mm-hmm. where I can help other people also make uh content and so that's really the goal. Yeah, just to make stories that move people.
0: That's yeah.
1: amazing. Do you uh do you have advice that you would give to yourself like newly new actor right out of college, you know, whether you when you just moved to LA or 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 Atlanta that, you know, you wish you knew then?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think for me specifically, I moved a lot, um, maybe out of fear, out of fear of uh, ex- not being accepted, or um, out of fear of um, I don't know. I, I was just I, I felt afraid to connect with people. I, I think that I, I'm just a very introverted person, uh, and for mm-hmm. most of my life, I've been like that. And again, we are in a very uh, collaborative. Uh, um, mm-hmm. industry right. and I've had to I've just had to find a way in myself and and I am I want to be it's something interesting that I actually I read in this book um, recently and it was asking what is your greatest fear and what does it uh, tell you about your um, deepest desire and I thought oh. that yeah yeah and it's, it's something that like you know maybe mm. sometimes <laughs> you think about but I had never really posed it to myself and
0: Mm-hmm.
2: entire life yeah i I my greatest fear has been um I before I thought it was not being mm-hmm. known so I took that mm-hmm. as like I want fame I want people to know who I am and on stage but really when I dug down to it my fear was not being like seen understood. being understood oh. or like my my closest family and friends not really knowing who I was because I was afraid mm. to be fully me and so I, I realized that I've been leaning on acting for a long time to fulfill that in me of like, oh, if, if all these people wow. see me, then I'm known. But then I realized as I got older, like, no, this is something that you as a person have to take on and be vulnerable with these people that you love so that you can get to the wow. real heart of the situation. So I, oh, that's
0: amazing. I love yeah, that.
2: I've framed a lot of my life in acting and just breaking down human, it's, it's the study of humanity to me, really. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's an everyday thing. It's an everyday thing.
0: I love that. That's a really beautiful, that's such a good question to ask yourself because what is your greatest fear teach you about your greatest desire? Is that what it was?
2: Yeah. Yeah. What is your, your, um, inform you about your greatest desire?
0: Yeah. And the way that you even reflected on that for yourself is really interesting because, um, I remember I had a conversation with my brother a while back and he was, he said something very similar to you, just like this moment he had in life where he realized, I think I, he said he and I were at a coffee shop and I said something to him. I don't even know what it was. And it just made him realize that I didn't fully understand a certain thing about him. And then he's like, I just realized if the closest person to me doesn't understand this about me, then like. I really need to take it. Like I have to make the decision to open up more to people. It's like, I hadn't heard anyone say that before. And then he did. And then it's really just what you just said. So that's interesting. It's like realizing it's your own, your own responsibility at a certain point to let the people you love know you.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I really believe, you know, you see the world, how you see yourself and you love, Mm -hmm. love people, how you love yourself. And I think that's, it's a very hard thing to, really grasp but yeah i i was feeling the world was closed off because i was closed off uh -hmm. and and when i took those steps to open myself up i saw that it was it was my perception really that was that was keeping this cloud of 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 delusion really
0: yeah wow that's it's like a a, turned into a therapy episode yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what which is really yeah which is what art really is so here we are
1: well, before we let you go, I want to give this opportunity like to shout out the projects that you have coming up. I know you had posted something about this Hulu show, but I am just I, I even post I was like, well, Chris, this cast. Holy shit. <laughs>
2: Listen, again, it's uh, things booked in the time of covid, uh, it, like uh, the beginning of last year, 2021 or the end of last year. Things just really started to take off. So, yeah, I um, Yeah, I, I have a. Uh, uh, an arc that's going to be happening in the second season of um All the Queen's Men for Tyler Perry. I have a,
1: a nice.
2: Uh that's a recurring guest star there and then um I have an episode on the show called Gaslit with Julia Roberts and uh Sean Oh my Penn. gosh. And um yeah, I just booked this show and I I just shot my first episode for it called Reasonable Doubt, which is a Hulu exclusive um that they're partnering Jay-Z? with this. Um uh, right that's what i thought at first no 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 it's not the album oh when i first read it i was like is this
0: the chase i'm like oh,
2: oh shit it's right? happening it's I'm happening out for, i'm out for president to represent me yes <laughs> but no that's not what it was um <laughs> it's, it's this other show called reasonable doubt that's going to be great it's it's really fantastic it's about this um lawyer um and uh it's um produced by kerry washington and larry wilmore and um just these Ugh. really amazing people, and an amazing cast is in it. And I, I'm in like the the last six episodes, I think. So it's it's just been a that world a
0: lot of and like big things, yeah. yeah.
2: Things just listen. I I, I practice gratitude, and uh, I like to think that you know I, I was grateful when things weren't here, and now that things are here, I also am. So I'm just trying to you know keep the energy flowing, man. Keep it
1: going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Thank you so So much much for for coming coming on. What What a great great, interview
2: conversation. And congratulations. You all, man. I I want to know so much more, but thank you so much. This was
0: literally like a, this was like a three-way interview. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like,
1: so tell me about. uh... It's just artists, just like, you know what (laughs) I mean? Learning from each other. It's it's like, it's a great opportunity. That's why we love this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just talking to other like-minded people. It's, it's. Yeah, yeah, and we, we get, get so much, much out, of out of it. So thank yeah. you so
0: much. Thank you so much for this. And congratulations on all your upcoming projects and what you're working on. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I can't wait to watch. Yeah. We will definitely stay in touch. It'd be great to have you back on. We awesome. like our yeah. recurring guests. A recurring guest star, if you will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
2: Just be on the couch. I'll throw like little little jokes out while you all are
0: <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Perfect.
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, that was so good. Chris is amazing.
0: That was amazing. That was one of those um, episodes where I forget that we're in the midst of an interview. It just feels like yeah. a conversation. Like we're sitting at coffee and we're just keep talking, keep talking. And I'm like, Oh yeah, we're recording this. Oh yeah. How long has it been? Like, Oh yeah, we should. Oh yeah. This so, is our show.
1: We the to be professional. And like, yeah. I mean, not that oh, we aren't, but like, it's just
0: it's like such it, a good flow.
1: Yeah, exactly. When the conversation flows like that, mm-hmm. it's just Mwah, and like, <laughs> thank you, Chris, again, for coming on yes. again. Let's, let's shout out, uh, what to look for. We've said it a couple times, but I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Reasonable Doubt, Hulu, produced by Kerry Washington, Gaslit. Um, it is uh, starring Julia Roberts as well. It's going to be a, an amazing movie. <laughs> and then, Julia. Uh, I love her. And then Tyler Perry's All the Queen's Men. He's got an arc on. It's just so many cool projects. Um, yeah. And he's writing some cool stuff too. So be on the lookout for that. Yes. And, um, I want to shout out some things on his website. If you want to go to his website too, ChristopherMWatson.com, um, he talks about how a lot of role the roles that he's played in film and television, he's handled topics ranging from PTSD to domestic violence, um, and he says that he believes in the power of art and that it's in its ability uh, for change and healing uh, the minds of people. And he has resources on here for all of those things, such as the PTSD National the National Center for PTSD. Sorry, um, if you want to go there and donate and learn more, it's PTSD.VA.gov. Um, Gun Violence Preve- Prevention, which is www.apa.org, and the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is thehotline.org. Um, I think those are really amazing nonprofits yeah. to go check out, and that's so awesome that he puts that on his website and things that he's passionate yeah. about because and of the roles that he's, that he's
0: played. Exactly, things that he's portrayed or had portrayed in in his art, and that's a thing. Like you know, we're conveying these messages, and especially in film and TV, you know, when you watch an episode and it deals with like suicide, in the episode and at the end, they'll put a hotline number, yes. or something like that. Yes. You know, I love that he carried that over to his his own website. Yeah. Um, And yeah, so thank you to Chris for coming on. You guys aren't going to want to miss those projects he's working on that are about to come out. It's a big, I mean, he's really doing the thing. So I'm excited for him. Can't wait to watch and um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the SOS pod. Um, Anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Google, Apple podcasts, anywhere. Yeah. YouTube or on YouTube. Um, Please rate and review us. It really helps us be bumped up in the algorithm. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize how much it helps Like if you like What'd you say?
1: (laughs) I say we have a Patreon
0: guys Oh yeah we do have a Patreon $3 a month, $7 a month $11 a month really helps us out In trying to grow this community Trying to grow this show Um, Please please join And I'm Molly Cottrell I'm Melissa Rosano. And here's to turning meltdowns Into magic